There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I'm appalled at what you said on that pod thing. It's disgusting. This is the After the Show podcast. It's where we get honest and real with your ass. So sit back, relax, have a blast, because it's time for the After the Show podcast. Yeah, hello and welcome to the KVJ After the Show podcast. What the heck is going on, y'all? Yeah. Yeah. One more day. Yeah. One more day. I'm alone tonight in my house. Rocco's going on a sleepover with his cousin. Okay. Panda's going to the Panthers game. Oh, wow. With Chip from Little Smiles. Uh Uh-huh. And I have the whole house, the whole night to myself. Two words. Two words. Masturbation party. (laughs) that it? No. Oh, okay. I I was thinking about... Making you some food, Jay Bird. I love cooking. It makes me happy. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I have some ingredients that you like. What are you thinking about? Are you kind of thinking about doing like a new? I'm thinking about making you. First, I'm going to make. This is just, I'm going to make it for you. And I'm going to make one for Panda, too. Uh, four cheese potatoes au gratin. Oh, Bird, how yes. about that, huh? That is yeah. so just my game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, may, I, may I put a specialty order with it? Sure, pumpkin. Could you overcook them a little bit? Make uh, Crispy. Yeah. Yeah. And don't be afraid, too, when you bring it back to your house, you can put it in the oven. You can actually reheat it in the oven several times Get if you have to. Get yeah. crumbs on top of it. Okay, you want the breadcrumbs? I love the breadcrumbs. Oh, man. Ooh. Are you taking other orders, or is this just a... <laughs> this ain't Burger King, bitch. <laughs> I just I feel like I have I have excess potatoes and I have excess cheese. I have potatoes that I didn't use in my crawfish boil this weekend. Bought a whole big bag of them. You should make a video. I'd watch that shit. All right, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Do you uh, get excited with the opening of new restaurants, Virginia? I do. Going? I do yeah. get excited. So there's uh, have you ever heard of Pubelli Sushi? They, uh, I think they started in Miami. They just opened up a place in Pembroke Pines. Uh, they're tar- starting to expand. You're a sushi fan, right? Pabelli Sushi. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, I don't know about this, but I would like to know about this. I've heard of it, and uh, I think it's supposed to be trendy. I don't even know. I haven't uh, gone to it, but they're starting to open up other places. So oh, if anybody's yeah. ever tried it, uh, how is it? Aventura, Miami, Miami Beach, they're all over. Yeah, yeah. So they're starting to creep a little bit uh, north. Uh, if you don't have one near you, you probably will soon. I would try that. And uh, then the other place that uh, opened up this week, uh, the Harry's Bar and Restaurant. It's uh, there at the Square in downtown West Palm Beach. The grand opening was on Tuesday. I guess it's huge in New York City. And this is a big deal because, you know, I've, I've told you that, that the Square is kind of supposed to be uh, – 
uh, a redo of Wall Street. So they are getting uh, so many people that work on Wall Street. So they want to have the same restaurants that they're used to and have that kind of environment where they're like, oh, my gosh, this is just like New York City. They're looking for some wolves. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we yeah. walked into a place the other day, and we just want to grab a drink. Like, do you have a reservation? It was like one of the places in that building. You're like, no. There's t- tumbleweeds in the restaurant. Yeah, There's I nobody ju- in there, probably. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, hey, look, I know South Florida's got its own level of pretension. You got Palm Beach pretension. It just, I don't know, it feels like maybe this New York wave might have a new level of pretension. I, Wait, New York, the New York attitude might be a little dicky? That's <laughs> that's kind of surprising. It'll be interesting just to see what the vibe is. Most places I can go in, and even if they're a little fancier, you're like, okay, you go to the bar, and it's it's kind of chill. And But, um, yeah, I don't know about some of those, uh, you know, restaurants that they've got. And that, that, the one place I told you, the queen and I went and got a glass of wine, it was 25 bucks a glass. That's horse, That's just horse shit. It's that, unreal. Was that the only choice of wine? Like did, We didn't go anything fancy. It was just, yeah, it was just a, your, whatever you had. That's your, your low-level wine right there. Yeah. And they're charging 25, 25 fucking dollars. $50. And two, we had well, a glass of wine apiece. Got a tip, so you're at now at... You're at so much money. Yeah. For, and can, can you even get a buzz off a glass of wine? No. You better brim that shit. Yeah. That's kind of crazy. Yeah, but they say Harry's is, I guess, got that whole, it's the place to be seen kind of thing. So they're trying to create that whole vibe with it. Where fuck. modern service meets classic charm. Enjoy fine wines, cocktails, steaks, and a continental menu with care and sophistication. Who, who's going to see you? And who's going to give a fuck that you've been it's, seen? It's all <laughs> it, it's people that are working in those uh, finance buildings, you know, the offices that are right upstairs. And so these are people with ass loads of money, and they don't care, and I don't think they want you in their restaurants. And I... I kind of got that vibe when we tried to go in on Saturday. I'm like, all right, well, then maybe this isn't just a place for us. So, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of giving you a little heads up because I, I love finding new places. But And Harry sounds awesome, but it just sounds like – like I don't go – I never go to Capitol Grill or some of those places that are just so to that level. And I don't know, maybe Harry's is that. They do have um, another restaurant called Adrian's Pizza Bar that's right next door to uh, Harry's. Uh, at the square. So I don't know if anybody's checked out either of those places, but yeah, I'm just, I'm getting a vibe that it's, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure they, they want you there. Unless Here's you're... Adrian's pizza bar, Jay Bird. Look at these big ass pizzas. Ooh. Yeah. So is that, that's fancy pizza? I think so. Huh. Adrian's pizza bar. It looks a little too fucking snooty for me. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. Well, that pepperoni's got attitude. That is something weird about places like the Capitol Grill because I went there not too long ago after we whipped that ass in court. Mm-hmm. We went to go over there, everybody um, in my family, to go have a celebratory meal, and it was close to the Palm Beach County Courthouse. And um, we walk in. It's like 4 p. So there's nobody in there in the whole entire restaurant. And we're like, hey, can we get a table for five? And they were like, do you have a reservation? And I was right, like, yeah. uh, no, it's four o'clock and we didn't know we were coming. And there's, and there's no one here. Right. I could shoot a gun off in your dining room and I wouldn't hit a soul. Like, it's just that question when someone says, do you have a reservation? Like, I said, no, we don't. Yeah. And then they immediately sat us anyway. So why do you even ask that question? It's very pretentious. Right, exactly. It's and not welcoming. It's the vibe I'm getting from those uh, 
new joints you ain't opening gonna, up. Ain't gonna see that shit at Outback Steakhouse. I'll tell you that much. They yeah. treat you like family. Well, do they just want to know who's coming in? Do I they have know. some kind of system where they're like, okay, we want to know who our movers and shakers it, it are? It feels like they're trying to send you a message. Like there's almost, you, know, you remember the movie I Pretty agree. Woman when she's trying to shop and they don't want, it has that same kind of vibe. Like we're trying to get a gauge on you and your pocketbook. And that's just a way of sorting out. People were in the know. They know you don't come into this place without a reservation. But meanwhile, they don't know who you are. They certainly don't know who I am. If I could get all the money back that I've spent on fine dining, I could buy and sell anybody. Like, it's a lot of money that I spend on food and eating out. And I love eating out. So why be a dick to me? Yeah, you know what? Fuck you and your fancy pizza and Mm. your bullshit bad attitude pepperoni. Yeah. (laughs) I just think that you got to be really careful when you walk into an empty place and you go, do you have a reservation? Right, yeah. Because that sends such a yucky vibe to the person walking in, and you don't know who you're talking to. Tell me if you agree with these subtle signs that a restaurant is good. Saw these on BuzzFeed. Uh, Subtle signs a restaurant is good. Great smells hit you the second you open the door. You walk yeah. in, you're like, gosh, this smells amazing. Because there are some restaurants you walk in and you go, holy shit, did somebody open up funky. a diaper in here? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> there, was a, there was a place that I used to love. It was in Palm Beach Gardens. It was at Abbey Road. Remember that restaurant? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And something happened where every time you'd walk in, it would just smell like the fucking toilet was overflowing. Yeah. And I loved that I restaurant. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one that right. said it. And it was something that was... Continuously happen. Yeah. Abby blew up the bathroom. Yeah, it just the, you walked as soon as you walked in, you would you would get like a toilet smell. And for some reason, you weren't in the mood for appetizers after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get it together, Abby. Yeah, I don't. It's I don't, It's not there anymore. No, it's gone. Yeah, and that, that's why when you like start when you start. Yeah, <laughs> you got a restaurant in. That's usually a sign. This place is going to be closed in six months. And that place was beloved. Man. It was. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was there for a while. Uh, they bring out good, freshly baked bread. Amen. More people need to do it. It kind of blows my mind that most people don't do it. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's an extra, you know, spending price there, but. A lot of the comments about these subtle signs that a restaurant is good kind of went around this level. Tell me if you agree. It was about specializing. They said a restaurant that sticks to one type of cuisine. A focused one-page menu is better than a giant multi-page menu. I agree with that. I like a focused vision. I like things to all kind of work together. And tell me if you agree with this. A subtle sign a restaurant is good. It's a restaurant that doesn't allow substitutions. It shows that a chef is confident in how they design the meal, and they know that this is the way it needs to be prepared. Well, yeah, you're not going to make your mark by letting everybody substitute. You make your mark by creating a dish that is so amazing that everybody goes, wow, that is great. All and those components work so well. And somebody's like, no, i got to make sure I get A1 all over my steak. No, that guy's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> that guy, you don't need him. And, uh-huh. and you certainly shouldn't worry about offending him. Yeah. What do you think about this comment, Jaybird? The more rundown Chinese restaurants have the better food. No. 
Mm-mm. Nope. I don't want rats and roaches crawling yeah. on my shit. I'm sorry. I just... Everything matters. Appearance matters. Why can't you have a clean ha- clean restaurant and also crush it with the food? I mean, that, yeah, that's possible. I, I, I don't need it to look shitty for it to be good. I didn't. I don't eat Chinese really ever. So, but I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Like I go in there and the place is shitty. It smells terrible. And like, oh yay, I love. I'm glad I found this place. Oh cool, my feet are sticking to the floor. Oh, what great cuisine! Yeah. Do we have here? Because I know we have it in New Orleans. I don't know if they have it here. Like five star Chinese restaurant, like fancy AF Chinese restaurant. I think Miami does, and I think um, you know those towers that they've been building for 20 years in downtown West Palm Beach. I think that's supposed to have – I think they've snagged some renowned chef, and it's supposed to have an amazing five-star Asian restaurant when it opens in okay. 2045. I, I know what they're trying to say. And I'm not talking about Japanese because Japanese is different. I'm talking about five-star Chinese. Yeah, I don't know. It might. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. They're trying to say like your little mom and pop hole in the wall kind of places have good. the best. And I th- that may be true, but it doesn't have to look disgusting and shitty. Yeah, and the menu's got to be all yellow, right. and, yeah. and the walls there's got stains. Time. Yeah, if there's stains on the wall and the floor, I'm like, okay, you can't clean your wall and floor. What do you do with your dishes? If you got stains on your walls and they're visible to customers, I honestly feel like you shouldn't be open. I agree. I, I feel like you guys gotta save some money and put up. You can't. You can't just. It looks disgusting. Another, you don't understand people. Another thing they had said: a subtle sign a restaurant is good. It's a full restaurant that clearly hasn't updated their decor in like thirty years. That hasn't. Has not. And the argument was: the food is so good, people come in, they know they don't have to do it, and so they just keep it the way it is because they live on how good the food is. I think that can go either way. Because I think more often places- than not, it goes the other way, right? If a place doesn't seem to care about their appearance. It, it can go like both people. ways. There's a place called the Rain Dancer Steakhouse. Yeah, I know. That place is so charming. They haven't touched it aesthetically, but the food is incredible. If you go okay. ask yeah. for Nikki, that place is phenomenal with their food. Again, I think there's a difference between being outdated and dirty. And I think people get yes. confused uh-huh. sometimes. Because okay. if it's outdated, you're going to think, oh, it's automatically dirty. No. Which isn't always true. Another subtle sign a restaurant is good. It's busy on a Monday night. I mean, it's a good sign. Yeah. 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 Cause Monday must be the toughest night. Cause I do know at least with pig beach barbecue, they're not open on Mondays. Yeah. Probably it doesn't serve them because think about it. If, if you don't have, but 10 people come in your restaurant the whole night, you got to pay all your staff. You got to put the lights on. You got to pay all like all the vent, like all food, it's probably not a profitable night. I've noticed a lot of, of my friends who own their own businesses and not just restaurant stuff. They tend to not. They take Monday off because mm, I, just, yeah, I, I think right. that's a slow day for it's, getting. It's kind of like the weekend for service industry people. I noticed because they used to always have a Sunday night. They would have service night and they'd have drink specials. So you get off work on Sunday, and then service industry people would go crazy. Yeah, people probably don't spend across the board on stuff on a Monday like they would on, you know, towards the weekend. Yeah. Another subtle sign a restaurant is good. Servers who genuinely get excited when talking about the menu. Yes, I love that. 
That okay. is such a big thing you for me. When I can speak to a server and they know all the intricacies of a dish and they can help me compare, okay, I'm between this one and this one. What uh, do you think? And then they can break each one down and tell me their favorite. I love that. And I always tip at least 25% to that person. One of the signs I see on the other end that's bad, and it usually is true, when you get a menu and it's it's covered in food and it's dirty and uh, it's greasy, yeah. you've got... There are restaurants that take pride in cleaning off their menu. That's the front mm-hmm. of the house. That's what your customers are seeing. So if you get a menu that's got oil and corn stuck on it <laughs> and just it's you open it up and it Yeah. That's a big deal. That was one of the things they said. You know, a tidy bathroom, clean menu and table is a pretty good sign that a restaurant, you know, at least it's a good first step. That happens a lot too. You'll get sat at a table and it hasn't been cleaned yet. You're like, what the fuck, guys? Yeah. What do you feel about this one, Virginia? A subtle sign a restaurant is good. The wait staff should know where the seafood came from, kind of like the oysters. Yeah, absolutely. They okay. should be able to tell you exactly where they came from, the region of the country, the body of water. They should also be able to explain, you know, the the taste. Is it briny? Is mm-hmm. it mild? Is like, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. The more the server knows, the more excited I get. Okay. Because that just tells me mm-hmm. they're putting some serious care into the kitchen and the back of the house, and they want the food and the servers to be so on point. That's impressive. I can tell you this. this It wasn't a good sign. I could kind of feel it when it happened. We had a server one time. He asked to bum a cigarette from somebody <laughs> in our group at our table. By the way, nobody smokes cigarettes. He was just, That's he not was, a good sign. He was just looking for a cigarette. Yeah. Can I bum a Can smoke? Can I bum a cigarette from one of y'all? Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it was not a great serving experience. <laughs> Some of those servers, I I had this thought because, you know, we uh, splurge for the queen because uh, they do, it's like a free steak or something like that on your birthday, I think it is. And so we have gone there the last two years for that. And I looked just what we got. I ate hardly anything. You went to Okeechobee Steakhouse. Yeah, Okeechobee Steakhouse. And the tip that our server got, I'm like, holy crap. And I noticed they're a little bit older. And I remember one time talking to a server and they were making seriously great money and to the point where they were one of those people that they traveled north and followed a lot of their clients. This is when especially, you know, I, I think it's changed a little bit, but they're still snowbirds. And so they would go where their people were. And, you know, if, if you got a meal that costs, I don't know, three, four hundred dollars, think about what your tip is going to be. Yeah. You know, I mean, these, some of these servers can make an ass load of money. That's what, uh, in the golf industry, when I worked for the golf courses, yeah, guys would come down from the north, stay down here, and they right. would travel and follow the money. That's what he did. I've seen bartenders that have done that, too. They would go work at the club where the regulars would be in the summer and just follow them around. So they always had their – so their drinks were always ready. They always knew, and they would get massive tips. I knew five five guys that did that. Yeah. All five, very sad, all of them alcoholics. Damn. That was oh, joyful. A turn. Yeah. It did take a turn. They were just traveling by them. So they were just following everything. Wow. They played golf, too. They were trying to make it as golfers, oh, but okay. they weren't making it. Yeah. And they were. That's why they were sad. I think so. I, they're, drinking and golf go hand in hand. There's a lot of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of heavy drinking on the golf course. Yeah. And then after they, they play, they go right to the bar and they yeah. drink even drink more, more yeah. big time. I mm-hmm. love drinking and golfing. 
You would do well with golf. I just, you're such a dick towards the golf community. I don't think they'll ever have you. They'll never have me. Jeez. Yeah. That video you did went viral. We never even really talked about it. Really? The, the golf video on our Facebook got millions of views. Oh, good. Me messing with the golfers. I need to do that again. I need to revamp it and bring it back. If it didn't get, it, it was close to a million. I, I know it was up there in numbers. Wow. It, it just kind of, it, 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 took, it took fire, man. It's a fun game. It's called, which one's my ball? <laughs> and I would wait for a ball to land like behind my house because I live like in the middle part of the golf uh-huh. course, like the fairway or whatever you call it. And when one ball would land, I would just throw like 10 balls all around it and then film these old fucks trying to figure out which one is their ball. Well, the, the best <laughs> is when we do something like that, a video, mm. when it crosses over and out of the KVJ yeah, universe right. and it starts to go into a world where they don't know who we are. Those comments are so funny. Oh, the golfers. People are like, why the fuck would you live on a golf course if you don't like golf, you dumb bitch? Oh, these <laughs> golf dick faces were hating the witch. Hating me, which gave me more power. I'm going to do it again. I- I'm going to do this other one, too. I just got to have the time where um, I'm going to set up a speaker over by Uncle Jerry's house because he lives where they tee off. And so okay. I'm going to set up a speaker in his bushes and I'm going to sit in his house with a microphone, wireless, hooked up to the speaker, and then I'm going to commentate all of their shots and just rag on them big time. Golfers are just, (laughs) they are kind of hot-headed. Of course, I'm not saying every golfer, but collectively, we had this the biggest dick face as a member, Mm -hmm. and he would have his bag. He would take it every day to go play a second round of golf on another course, and I cleaned his clubs, I put his bag in a trunk, and it was the wrong trunk, and the car drove (laughs) off. This guy, to say he didn't take it well would be an understatement. <laughs> I was so scared. That's amazing. To tell him oh, that's amazing. That I put his golf cart. Why didn't you just quit? His, his golf bag in I would have just gone to my car and drove home and called oh, it good. Yeah. This is a time before oh, cell phones. So his, his bag was gone for days. Oh, he, was, he couldn't believe it. He, he was rich. Everything goes right for him. So he could not believe the world did not go right for him. <laughs> oh, that's God. amazing. You know when you have bad news and you're afraid to tell somebody? I would have made somebody else tell him. My buddy could not stop laughing at me. That's <laughs> hysterical. He's like, I'm so glad I'm not you right now. <laughs> it's amazing. That's terrible. Oh, the, the golf bag went, went down to Miami. <laughs> yeah, it was fuck. It was a big thing. It turned into a thing. I had to talk to my boss. It was awful. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a great story. Where's my bag? What? Oh. You put it where? Sir, your bag's right about Boca right now. You you could hear it, too, because he had to walk down to ask where his bag was. And my buddy just started laughing. He walked away because he was laughing so hard. That's amazing. Oh, I'd have been dying. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, This A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. And uh, <laughs> one more quick little subtle sign a restaurant is good in foreign countries. Go to the restaurants where the staff doesn't speak English. 
And this was somebody speaking specifically to being in Rome. And, you know, there's so much tourist stuff, especially around the Colosseum and whatnot. You go into a restaurant right there, they're going to be speaking English. They'll have Italian food, but they'll be speaking English. They said, we found comparing the two, when you went a couple streets down and up some stairs and nobody spoke any English, the food was that much better. More authentic. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. I like that tip. Yeah. I thought that uh, might play for anyone who is uh, out of the area. Doug did a little research for us yesterday. We were talking about what happens if you are born in international waters. Is it the country of origin for the ship that you are on that you claim the residency to, or are you just a citizen of the world? If your parents are Russian, are you automatically just born in Russia? Mm-hmm. Like Virginia said. <laughs> uh, Doug said um, you would be a citizen of the flag the ship is registered to. And he said, I do think that some of the cruise liners in Florida are registered under the flag of Denmark. I also believe this is a holdover from the old days of sailing ships. As for air travel and international air, you are the citizens of your parents' nation. But some, like the U.S., say if you are flying over the U.S., you are American. I'll take my apology now, Jay Bird. You get nothing. Even if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. You're sorry. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you off the air. No, I'm sorry. I said, I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you the No, you just gave it to me. <laughs> Fine, take it. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Emily sent an email. She said, Jaber keeps bringing up the Richard Gere gerbil incident. And it's kind of crazy that rumor spread so far pre-internet and social media. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. And she said it made me think about some other rumors that had spread back in the day. Did you hear the rumor about Marilyn Manson removing some of his ribs so he could uh, blow himself? Yes. Yes. I I heard that one. I also heard that Baby Spice. And this was a few different celebrities had to get their their stomach pumped from too much cum. Yeah, that went with um, Rod Stewart Stewart as well. Yeah, Yeah, but it, it circled around for Baby Spice. Yeah. Uh-huh. These are all th- hor- horrific rumors. How much cum do you have to drink to have to have your stomach pumped? The Mick Jagger, David Bowie, Cotton in bed. bed together. Yeah, and there might be some truth to that. I don't know what that one is, but I think there might be a story with that. And Lil' Kim, apparently, uh, Emily said, goes with the belly full of semen story. That's just a story that they would say. You just tag a new three- name to it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, she said uh, these were big uh, stories at my middle school in Colorado. The other one that's not true, and it's pretty fucked up when you think about it for her family, Mama Cass did not choke on a ham Ham sandwich. sandwich, And the media reported on it as if that was a real story. And back then, you know, if you corrected a story, people didn't read it. People don't read it now. Did Elvis die on the toilet? I think he did. Okay. Was that in that Elvis movie? They, oh, they left that one out? They left that out. Yeah, they didn't but, end it with him taking a big old dump. No, oh. he wasn't on the shitter. <laughs> they left They left something to the imagination. That would be cool. That, that was, um, that's the cool move, I should say. You should leave that out. Mm-hmm. Right? I think the end of the movie, maybe this was, I don't remember. It morphed from the actor that was playing Elvis. They did the coolest digitizing trick and made him morph into, and then he became the real Elvis at one of his last performances in Vegas. And it was so cool. They left out his love for the young girls and him dying on the shitter. 
puff piece. Yeah. <laughs> it was a well-done movie, though. If you like Boz Lerman, you'll love this. If you like the way he shoots his movies. I've been wanting to watch the Elvis movie 11 different times, and I don't have the heart to do it. Well, I think it's, it's because I don't fucking like Elvis. I don't like, I don't care for Elvis yeah. and three hours of something I don't really care for. Like, why would I do that? I didn't love, love Elvis either, but now I like understood Elvis and I went to the movie with Uncle Jerry who love, loves Elvis. So that made me more excited about it. Gosh, I mean, I just, I, and I've tried to like his music, but when Hound Dog comes on, I want to, and I'm a pacifist. I want to fight motherfuckers. <laughs> It's like when I hear the Beach Boys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Hound Dog just angers me. It is neat though to see like the backstory. I didn't know the backstory of Elvis. Oh, you're de- you're defending you're I'm defending sorry. his toxic behavior. Just watch the movie. Yeah, I'll just watch that movie when you watch Usual Suspects. Is it on Netflix? It's not on Netflix. <laughs> not on Netflix. You got a DVD. I do actually. You do? I do, yeah. Okay, I have a DVD player. You I bet you do. I do. I kind of miss DVDs. Rocco, we we showed him DVDs and he was like, "What the hell?" So he hooked up a DVD to one of his 8 TVs. Well, DVDs started getting kind of awesome towards the end. Every time you'd buy a DVD, it would come with nine different features that you know, just don't see anymore. Bonus features, Bonus. director's cut. Yeah. Where you hear like the stars of the movie watching the movie and talking about the movie. That's fun. They, they did. They'd have the commentary uh, uh, during this scene, blah, blah. And you could, you could turn it off if you wanted to. Yeah. That's a cool feature. I love that feature. Oh, this is uh, kind of interesting. You know, they're talking about they still have that writer's strike that is going on. And I think part of it has to do with AI as well. They're trying to sort out a lot of the streaming for the writers because they feel like they're getting robbed on some of those fees as that starts to transfer over to that. And also with the artificial intelligence, the creator of Black Mirror asked ChatGPT to write an episode, and he says it was terrible. He says all ChatGPT did was take the synopsis of the previous episodes and mash them together. Yeah, it gave oh. me a little buffet of some bullshit. Yeah, I've, I've kind of noticed that really does, because, I mean, that's what it's drawing from. And that's where I think the difference is going to be. Yeah, it can be a great aggregate of things that have already been created, but I don't know how much the computer mind has that element of creativity. And I hope that's something that's unique to humans. Amen. Creativity. You pray. Well, What's the For goal, your own then? job security. No doubt, yeah. Do you want to create something that's better than us? No. Fuck no. <laughs> oh, it's for great for advancement, not for us. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to keep my job. Thank you. Thank you. I got bills. So you hope. You hope. I saw that the uh, new Star Wars series, Ahsoka, uh, A-H-S-O-K-A. I mean, they're throwing words at me now. I never even heard. I feel like I'm so divorced now from the Star Wars franchise. It's just something I don't even know. They they, fi- they finally broke the bird. Did I, they? Yeah, I could. It's the first time in my life that I'm not getting excited and following up and watching. I'm numb about it now. I'm yeah, numb I, just, about I see it. it. And I'm I don't like, give a fuck right. if you call me old, toxic, and mean. I don't give a shit. I just I don't like the new Star. Wars. I think it's so fucked virginia really it's it's not good it's not i don't personally like it is it lazy it's just it's it's 
doesn't remind me everything I loved about Star Wars. Yeah, it's got it reminds me nothing of it. It just doesn't even look like Star Wars to me. I just don't even try to look at it with fresh eyes and you know forget what the original trilogy was about. There's just not, nothing about the storyline excites me. Exactly. Yeah, that if it were just a new show and say I didn't even know about the trilogy and it come on, I'd be like, eh, you know. This is a person over here that's wanting to like everything. I want to like it. I, yeah. it, there's some things I like that's newer. There's some things I don't like, but some of the newer stuff that they've done of recent, I, I've not cared for. One thing I did see that was kind of cool was there was a fight scene that I had not seen. It must have been on one of the Disney series between uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan. And Obi Wan. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was. I thought the fight scene was okay. I was kind of cool with that. That was kind of intense. And you didn't good. like it. I just I I thought that had such potential of a good series, and it I felt like I like that scene. I only watched the scene. So it was the did you not like that scene? It was the all right. Scene? It was it was it was it was good. Okay, yeah, I thought it was pretty decent. I like that. It was, that was a highlight of the series. Okay, all right. If, if, if it was all that, just like on that level, I think I would have loved it. No, it wasn't. That was maybe the pinnacle of. As good as it got. Look, they're going to do good fight scenes. You can do good fight scenes. That, yeah. That's, you know, they have 10 episodes to fill. Yeah. This new Star Wars series, the one with uh, Rosario Dawson. I do love her. She's she's awesome. But, Virginia. Uh, Virginia. I like Rosario Dawson, too. But okay. I'm still not going to watch Star Wars. Smelly yeah. salt. Smelly salt. <laughs> yeah. August 23rd is the uh, release date that they got on that. But all it will take is for one of my Star Wars friend. That's a, a Star Wars dork. Jaybird, you got to see it. They brought back Boba Fett's arm. You got to see it. <laughs> Holy shit. I can, get, I can get wet again for Star Wars, I think. Okay. I just, I'm a little cold right now. Right okay. now, I don't feel like having sex with Star Wars. You mm. know what I mean? Mm. That analogy. I was trying to make it a, never mind. <laughs> yeah. Should probably turn off my mic. <laughs> you need to get your ass to Disney and go see what I saw it was so cool. They, all they want to do is promote their new shit. They don't. They don't give a nod to the old stuff that that I, the, the stuff I like. I like how you're trying. I was them. in the Millennium Falcon. I know. I know. It's. I know. I don't even know what that is, but I know that shit's old. You're right. That is old. They've made that new. I was standing there, and they had like all those white guys. The. Stormtrooper. Stormtroopers. Stormtroopers. There was like hundreds of them. It was very cool. I was going to say Moose Lodge. Elks. That's the little white guys. That's the only place I know where no, you know white guys. Let's leave Rice out of this. Stormtroopers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, yes. No, I'm sure it's, it's fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's great. I think you would love it. I would. Yeah. I, I, I am. I, I would like to go with you when you go. I would love to go. I, I would. I would like to go with y'all. That would be a fun trip if that we went would. to the Star Wars okay. park together. Okay. All right. I just want to see your face when you see it because you really do feel like you're in the movie. I feel like we were always in a theme park as a show when I first got in a radio. And we haven't seen a theme park in 10 years. We're always visiting a theme park, doing broadcasting and going on yeah. rides and shit. Mm-hmm. Radio, what happened? <laughs> I think there's too many of us. There's too many of yeah, us? Yeah, I think we're just a liability and, and yeah. too difficult to accommodate. We got a posse. We got a big amount of junk in our trunk. I remember back in the day, you didn't necessarily love road trips. Have you changed on that? Do you still not like them? Well, the thing that I had with that, there was a criteria to be able to do your show from there. Um, you had to do these interviews with people, and and I just thought, you know, for the most part, what what are we what are we doing? We're just kind of kissing the theme park's ass, and we're having a great time. But 
you know, I, I, I just question how great the content was for the audience member that is just sitting at home and be like, yeah, I'm glad you guys are having fun, but what, what is, what's making this a better show than normal? Oh, cool. Jay Bird's going on a roller coaster as I'm going to work. Fuck you guys. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's why I wasn't so jazzed about it. Um, you know, sometimes it meant we get more tickets for the listeners if we went and, you know, played the game and knelt down in front of the mouse and kissed the ring. You so, kiss the ring. Yeah, so some of that, if I felt like it was uh, good enough of a listener benefit, but most of the time I was like, you know. But a lot of a lot of the radio people I talked to, they're going, so fuck it, man. That's why we're in this field. I just, That's I, not why I, we're in this field. I didn't, I didn't like that attitude. I'm like, No, know. if we if we did a shitty, shitty show and then we got to go to a free theme park, we're not going to enjoy the theme park because we had a shitty show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I just didn't know that what, you know, because you're away from your equipment and what you could do, and I was like, okay, what 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 are they what are they giving us at this theme park that's going to make the show better than if we weren't here? And two, I remember a lot of times when they would bring the cast members for oh. us to interview. Right, we weren't allowed to be naughty. Yeah, because they had a handler that was there. And so even if you tried to make the interview funny, spicy, interesting, naughty, you got cut off real quick. And you had to talk to them and give homage like they were the character. You couldn't be like, so, Chad, you live in Orlando. Oh, no, I'm goofy. Are you going goofy? No, you're not. fucking Chad. You're Chad. No, I'm goofy. Yeah. like, well, this is clearly going nowhere. All right, Goofy. That happened. You were mad. I was. Our show got hijacked. That was actually in our studio at home they yeah. forced a theme park kind of an interview yeah and the per- the person that we were interviewing did not break character and yeah. kevin was just trying to talk to them like a human <laughs> and they would not break i was like get the fuck out of here <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> it went on forever yeah, they just wanted me to talk about all their little. No, they got here's there's questions in front of you. Ask them what Ask them. they think about. I'm like nobody gives a fuck about any of these questions. Like get the fuck out of my studio. You were so pissed. I was. As you should have been. I was As like, this is terrible. It's just dumb. It doesn't make them look good. It doesn't make us look good. It, it, they think like it's good for their brand, but it's actually stupid. They were so mad at me. I remember that. They're just like, why can't you play the game? I'm like, because nobody gives a shit, man. Because you're stupid. stupid. I'm well, like, what the fuck did you put me into? You're insulting your audience at that point. And like, if you have a smart audience, which I think we do, they see through bullshit. I just can't play the game. They don't want to hear that. Well, yeah. I, re- I remember this this moment the person you were interviewing was so over the top bad at the <laughs> character they were doing. Yeah. And it, it was, it was terrible. It was, it was terrible a, radio. It was hurting my ears without the headphones on. I was I so, could only imagine what was going on. I was so upset to have to be a part of it. I just felt like I was, it got weird too. It was, hijacked. It was, I would do anything to listen to that interview. That's probably why we don't do Disney anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there are several reasons. Yeah. Well, remember when we went there early Regina and I never talked about that, I don't think, too much. But I didn't know they had the speaker outside. Remember that? And I was yes. doing the Mickey voice. So I had no clue. They we, could hear everything that we were saying. This was before you, yeah. So we, we were in there. And I didn't know that when we <laughs> were not broadcasting, like, they couldn't hear us. And so these families are coming to the window and looking in. I'm doing my Mickey Mouse voice. Going, oh, look at those goofy motherfuckers in there. <laughs> And I'm doing this whole oh, look at these guys. And they're looking in. And I hear that at one point, I didn't realize until the dad put his fucking hands over the kids' ears and ushered them away. I'm like, they can't hear us, right? And Regina's like, no, nah, they can't. Of course, Regina's like, oh, no, nah, they can't nah, hear us. Nah, they can't hear us. 
I did a whole X-rated fucking material in front of this window. <laughs> These families are looking at it in Mickey's voice. Oh, my God. They were so pissed. I mean, it was 15 years later, remember? I didn't even know it was still a problem until we went to Miami. And they're like, yeah, you guys are on a list because it was about getting on a Disney cruise. And they're like, yeah, you guys are banned from Disney. <laughs> That's amazing. And it was all because of that fucking X-rated skit I did in a Mickey Mouse voice. Yeah. That's I stand by the skit. Stand by the skit. I mean, it's a good story. <laughs> it's a great story. Great when story. I saw the dad do that, I'm like, they can't hear me, right? She's like, no, the mics are off. I'm like, yeah, you're right. The mics are off. Oh, dumb fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew there is no off on Who the knew? Mickey Mouse mic? Hey, Disney, give me a fucking off button. Imagine you think everybody lives like that? If you really said what you said that you say, <laughs> and you go, oh, oh, I was. Look at this goofy motherfucker. It was. <laughs> a kid in the desert. Oh, my God. Oh, it was terrible. It was filthy. It was. It wasn't even R-rated. It was X-rated material I'm doing. It sounded like this show, except in a freaking Mickey voice. I loved it. That's amazing. Yeah, Virginia loved it. She was hanging it on. Oh, I got in so much trouble when we got back. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, my gosh. They were so mad at me. I knew y'all were, were a little different. The first the first event I ever did, you weren't there. It was me, Virginia, and Mariana. And it was about 40 minutes into the event, and Virginia starts taking her shrimp and throwing it at our competition. And I'm going, <laughs> what the fuck is this lady doing? And then the bad guy from Roadhouse was there. And I wanted to interview him. She's like, oh, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. She, inter- she goes, go, go, go talk to him right now. He was in the middle of his, his dinner. I go, are you sure I should do this right now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, babe. Oh, yeah, do it. And I went to go interview him. He goes, I'm eating. When I'm done eating. He yelled at me, and I never got the interview. I go, what the fuck Wait, is- Virginia gave you bad advice? Go, what, is, what is up with this woman? <laughs> she almost crashed her car. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first night. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to KVJ, man. Like, I guess we throw shrimp at our competition. Yeah. yeah. We do. Yeah. Crazy stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll walk down memory lane. Oh, good times. So good. All right. Well, we got a weekend. We kick off tomorrow, Free For All Friday. Use the WRMF app. Send us the songs you want to hear. Tell us who you are, what town you're in. Send us a little something about the song, and then we'll get those cranking tomorrow morning. A little potty Friday. Woo-hoo! Talk to you all then. Goodbye.